up, nerds? Natalie, don't bully the internet. It's a term of endearment. Oh, okay, carry on. Nat and Cass here with an FYI. The 411. The skinny. The scoop. An announcement. It's it's an announcement. Shared History Season 3 is coming at ya. Join us for more stories of the folks and events your history texts and teachers didn't tell you about. Yes, from the overlooked and underrepresented to just some very niche topics. We're sharing some great history with you this season. And we're not alone. We're joined by some amazing guests, including other actors, podcasters, and comedians, as well as playwrights, entrepreneurs, and academics. The latter is very exciting because we are not academics. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on the socials at Shared Pod. Yeah, nerds. Shared History Season 3 starts October 6th. Fast family, and welcome to Quarter Mile at a Time. A Fast and Furious podcast where cars don't fly. I'm Nick Lathan. <laughs> and I'm Rip Camelucci. I always try not to laugh whenever you say the podcast where such and such, and I laugh every time because you always surprise me with how it is. Oh, hey, well, you know, I'm just glad that I could always keep it fresh, you know? That's good. Do you... Do you Watch the movie thinking, trying to predict what quote I'm going to use. I actually kind of did that this time. I was like, well, that was a good quote. That was a good quote. But you know what? These quotes that I'm saying, these are good quotes. They could be at the, the, the at the end of the episode. That's true. When I ask you, speaking of which, we always do this at the end. And I think we need to do it at the beginning for this one episode. Because sure. I feel like this is the episode people are going to listen to the most. Because... Let's face it, it's the best fast film. Listen to our Patreon. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel so fucking vindicated off the top. All right. So, uh, we have a Patreon for this podcast. It's on Arcade Audio's Patreon. So, go to patreon.com slash arcade audio and subscribe to listen to our episodes about Spy Racers. It's for all you people there. We're like, oh, they're, they're at the end. Better turn off the podcast. See, me, I'm a completionist. I got to listen to the whole thing. I love plugs because that means it's almost over. And I'm not going to fast forward to the plugs. So I'm taking the plug and I'm putting it at the beginning before we talk about Furious 7, The Return of Hector. That's the subtitle that I put in this film. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the big takeaway. Man, why wasn't Hector a bigger character in this franchise? That's what I want to know. So I was thinking about that. <laughs> And I think it's just because, like, he doesn't dare to dream, honestly. You know, he's... You know? He's... Well, in the first film, he was going legitimate. Yeah. So maybe he has a great... He has a shop somewhere in L.A. that he's just... He's having a great time. He's not doing spy shit. Not everybody has got to do spy shit. He's probably just having a very nice life. He probably has a family by now. You know, they go to the beach every now and then. God. Uh... But also, like, he's not hes not an outside-the-box thinker. Remember, in the first movie, The Fast and the Furious, when he goes to the, to the car shop that Brian's working at and living at, uh, he, he comes at him with a list, like a printed-out list 
of equipment that he wants. Yeah. You know? He's not he's not getting creative. He's not like trying to think for himself. He's just got like a prescribed thing. It's probably it's probably uh, like uh, an equivalent of, of a recipes website. I was, to, cars. I was about to say, do you, you know, think do you think Hector goes on forums? Like I he's think on Reddit. That that paper up. that he gave Brian uh, for what to buy. I think the first two paragraphs on that paper were well. When I first use a turbocharger, oh no, I, <laughs> classic. I, I met my second wife. Uh, classic. Uh, telling me your life story before you give me the fucking recipe. Yeah, well, they do it so they can keep the rights to the recipe. I guess so. So, yeah, I really, uh, so Hector should have been in more films. But you know what I say about Hector? He's like an old friend. By the way, this whole episode is about Hector. It's not about the film. Um, <laughs> no, dude, here's the thing, man. I think Hector, like, it's it's great that we got to see him again. Again, this is a series. This is a franchise. This is a saga that uses... Almost every bit of the buffalo. Yeah. And and I think that we saw Hector in the appropriate spot in it, at Race Wars at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Race Wars is like your 10-year class reunion. And, and Hector's like that guy that you went to high school with that you were friendly with, you know, but you never really kept in touch with. You know, you, you kind of like you follow him on Instagram. And he's like, oh, let's you know, open up another garage. That's great. But, you know, and then you see him and then you're like, oh, hey, Hector. Unless you don't have a memory of Hector. It's true. And then you punch Hector in the face. <laughs> Fucking knock his ass to the ground. Ah, uh, man. I really want to get a race wars. But before, before we get to that, this movie opens up with probably the best introduction for a character of the entire series. And it's not even his first introduction. It's his second one. But yeah. it's first for this movie. The gag of just he- of how was about to say Hector Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! What if, what if, what if what if Jason Statham rips off his face and it's Hector the entire time and it's it's all revenge for Letty punching him in the face. Oh my god! What a fucking twist! Uh, that would be even better than the Braga twist, in my opinion. Yes, oh, a thousand percent. I'll give you that. So, but I do love Deckard Shaw's whole. I'm visiting my brother in the hospital. I'm gonna avenge you, brother. And he's laid up in the bed, all burnt. Giselle could have been in another part of the hospital. We don't know because we never saw a body. Anyway, she suffered the same fate as him. Uh, yeah. All I all I uh, uh, could think at that point, as he's making his way out of the hospital, and you're seeing all the destruction, yeah, uh, that he had to incur. To just casually see his brother uh, was <laughs> Shaw so extra. Yeah. Which could honestly be said for Shaw throughout the entire film. Oh, yeah. There's a part in his introduction when he's leaving, which he just straight up steals a gag from Terminator 2, in which he says, here, hold this. And he gives, you know, a, a security officer or not a SWAT guy a, a grenade. Yeah. Which in Terminator, he gives him, uh, he rips off the mask and he inhales the tear gas and that knocks the guy. But he goes, here, hold this. Anyway. Hold this. <clears throat> we'll talk about that it's on my a... Terminator podcast later. Oh, God. Now I just can't stop thinking about Hector being a Shaw. <laughs> uh, you also mentioned Giselle. And I, I don't know whether to bring this up now or later. 
But did you watch the deleted scenes? No. To this movie? Okay. I'm not a special features guy. I, I don't do that anymore. I watch a gag reel, and that's about it. So, all right. Before we get any further in the movie, uh, I feel like we kind of have to address events that happened leading up to this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular, which was uh, the untimely and unfortunate uh, passing of Paul Walker mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a car accident. Um, and that definitely, man, so it, 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 <clears throat> they had already shot a lot, but no one knew exactly like how much they had shot uh-huh. with, with Paul Walker. Um, <clears throat> and so I can just so vividly remember the first time seeing this movie and just like, stealing myself getting myself ready for like however it was that they wrote paul out of the series they wrote brian out of the series Mm -hmm. um and throughout this movie and we'll talk about probably 12 of them there's like a billion different times when brian like almost dies yeah could have died yeah and it would have just been like dang well he went out <clears throat> you know, that's not a bad way for, you know, a main character in the series to have gone out. Yeah. Um, and, and it really like, it's the first time in this franchise's history that like the off camera stuff is affecting the way you're, you're watching it. Mm-hmm. Now it does kind of like trickle in with like, you know, the Vin Dwayne yeah. dynamic and stuff like that. And, you know, just there's, there's the other outside forces kind of actually do play a role in your watching of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I say all of that because um, there are there are also were like reshoots and stuff like that, that that took place, I believe. And I say all of that to say that for the deleted scenes, it's very interesting because this could have been a very, very, very different movie. Uh not that that very, but uh, there was definitely a lot more focus put on what happened to Letty uh, and a little bit of her background after she started after she lost her memory, basically, yeah. hmm. and started working for Owen Shaw. Yeah. So there's two deleted scenes in particular. Um, one, she goes back to the hospital uh, in Mexico, where she was checked into. Okay. And the one who checked her into that hospital was Giselle. Ooh. Yeah. And so you get a scene with Gal Gadot. So it's like, in the, so it's a flashback. Uh, it's a, like she goes, yeah, she goes back to the hospital and she has a flashback of when she was there, but she's like going back to like ask. Like, it's that moment where she's like, I, I got, I got to fuck off for a little bit after race wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then there's another uh, there's another scene where she's driving and she gets a call from someone that she talks to at the hospital that reveals that I mean spoiler for later in the movie, but we're gonna fucking talk about it anyway. Reveals that she was married to Dom. Oh. Because, like, she went in asking for the records for Le- Letty Ortiz, mm-hmm. 
And the lady on the phone is just like, so there were no records for Letty Ortiz because you were checked in as Letty Toretto. Ooh. And she's like, fuck. Okay. So that would have been a better reveal. Yes. Than what happened later in the movie. Yes. But I, my, my theory is that they kind of shifted some focus for more character things towards Brian than for Letty. Yeah. So I feel like that those those scenes and that reveal kind of got sacrificed. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, the finished product yeah. is damn near perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Do you have any, um, speaking of like stuff leading up to it or whatever, do you have any uh, figures for us at all? Oh, we talking stats? All right. What was our stat line? All right. So here we go for Furious 7. Furious 7, we all know how long it is. Uh, the budget is uh, was 190 million and made 1.5 billion dollars at the box That's office. That's good. R O I. It was it was number one at the box office for four weeks, and it was finally. God damn. It was taken out by the far inferior uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. That no- what 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 day did this come out again? It came on April third, 2015. So- that's like, you know, that's not a that's not a chump spot. Like holding down the number one spot for like the end of spring, yeah, that was, into the summer. That was Easter weekend. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and which I did not see this in theater, but I wish I'd saw this instead of Age of Ultron in the theater. So this yeah. movie has the highest Rotten Tomato score with eighty one percent. Not bad. Could- uh, that uh, that is correct. And then uh, it has a, a 7.2, which Fast Five, for some reason, has a higher IMDb rating. I don't know. I'll switch those. I think it'd be perfect. <laughs> I feel like people cape for Fast Five just because it was the first one that, that was unabashedly yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, it has the, it, as far as everything is concerned... It has the highest on everything except for maybe, uh, yeah, except for IMDb. IMDb, get your act together. Come on, IMDb. Yeah, let's see what's at the box. What, this is this is just the first week, I'm going to say. So, number one with a bullet, Furious 7. Number two, Home. Remember Home? No. Oh, it's an animated movie that, had, that featured the voice of Steve Martin, as I remember. <clears throat> and then... Um, I just remember home because my friend of mine, Caleb, we went to go see Age of Ultron. We were in the theater to go see Age of Ultron, and we were in there probably like 30 minutes early. And then he turned to me and he goes, so when's home supposed to start? And I just died laughing. <laughs> uh, number three was Get Hard with uh, Will Ferrell and, um, God, what's his name? Kevin Hart. I haven't seen that one. Number four, Cinderella. Number five, The Divergent Series. Insurgent. That's just a long title. Boy. Just call it Divergent Insurgent. Divergent Insurgent? I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't call it. It Follows is number six, which that's a very, very good movie. Horror movie. Number seven was Woman in Gold. I vaguely remember that. Number eight, Kingsman, The Secret Service, which that film opens up with the song Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. And I remember laughing my ass off in the theater as it happened. And I was the only one. Because it was a fun opening, because I love that song, and it was, you know, in a war zone with Dire Straits playing. It was, it just works. Watch the movie. Number nine, do you believe 
No, I did not believe I've ever heard of that movie. Uh, Got nothing. And the number 10 is the second best exotic Marigold Hotel, which it went from best and then it became second best. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to keep the diminishing returns <laughs> coming on in the franchise. I guess so. But yeah, this is number, number this is the highest grossing one out of the series. Um, yes. Fate was only 1.2 billion. Only 1.2 billion. What the fuck yeah, kind of sentence is that? <clears throat> anyway, that is that. That's as far as the stats go. Let's get back uh, to the movie, as Joe Bob Briggs says. I can't says. you didn't see this in a theater. <clears throat> I will someday, whenever, uh, you know, whenever the deserts have taken over America and the whole nation has burned down. In about 50, so. in the 50 years, I'll see a, a, a ruin of a building. I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. And then I'll go into it. I'll spelunk into it and discover it's an old movie theater. And on the projector is a film print of Furious 7. And then I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Into- so, or before that, here's what we do. Okay. Uh, up in my neighborhood, the new 400, a very, very nice, cute, quaint local theater uh, in Chicago. Uh, they are renting their theaters for 200 bucks a pop. Ooh. <clears throat> Yeah, very doable. Mm-hmm. You get distance out, you know, you get like 10, 20 people in there. Yeah. Very, and you can just play whatever you want. Yeah. <clears throat> and so get your ass up here and let's do that. Let's get our ass to Mars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, all right. Basically, the next thing that happens after you see fucking uh, Shaw... Hector Shaw. Hector Shaw. <laughs> leave the hospital. <laughs> uh, it's basically like they're or Dom and Letty going to race wars. Which, I will say this. This movie has the quickest opening credits of the high entire franchise. Yes. They go by quick. Yeah. Well, they know they've got a lot to do. They, they put a lot of movie into this movie. That's for damn sure. So... Here's my gripe with Race Wars. It's gotten so corporate. <laughs> I saw, I mean, drink every time there's a logo. Like, yeah. Xfinity, Monster, like, Xfinity. Why was cable, why is cable a cable company, a cable service, an internet service? Why is Comcast advertising at Race Wars? What I want to know is, Dom says that he, he said we invented it. Okay, that was my next thing. Is that hyperbole, or are they retconning something? What the fuck? It, like, are they getting paid by these... Uh, are they the festival founders, of course, and are they getting paid money by these companies that are coming into Race Wars? Jesus, yeah. I mean, they probably already blew through all that, the you know, Fast Five money from the, the safe. Yes, I know Roman definitely probably has. <laughs> We don't really get a lot of, uh, I know with, with Furious 6, we got a lot of, like, what are they doing now? But not yeah. a lot of, with this movie, which I thought was unfortunate. But then again, they probably didn't want to make a three-hour movie. Yeah, I also think you can kind of just sort of assume a little more of the same. Yeah. Um, you know, we all we all know that, that Tej is, is growing Tej Tech. And honestly, he's probably got Roman on retainer because he's a very good friend. Yeah. Retainer for what? 
just hanging around. He's maybe a security specialist. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> doing the doing the birthday thing. Yeah, or yeah, he's he's like head of like he's like director of fun or something like that. He's, he's trying to develop funderwear. <laughs> oh man! So we talked uh, about yeah, we talked about Letty punching Hector after her anxiety attack. Well, and then so that's after she wins a race uh, while. Doing something I, I do not condone, racing in open-backed sandals. <laughs> I did not. That's, that is just dangerous. There are several shots. Did, did Tarantino do some guesting on this movie? Because there's some, several shots of Michelle Rodriguez's feet shifting gears. Um, and, yeah, you just don't... Look, you grew up in Florida, you drive flip-flops a lot, and, you, you know, like... Sometimes they can get caught, especially if you're like shifting gears and stuff like that. It's just it's a hazard. Shouldn't be doing it while racing. I'm just saying. Oh, let me tell you what I did the other day. I drove wearing house slippers, and I felt like I was on a wreck every ten seconds. So I couldn't couldn't imagine racing with sandals was like. Yeah, I can imagine there's no grip. <laughs> oh man, your foot just might fly out for no reason. Dude, it was yeah. I I wouldn't recommend that shit. Maybe also like maybe Dom should have briefed everyone that Letty like lost her memory. <laughs> yeah, you would think that would be common knowledge. Like, to, like to listen. Uh, she doesn't. She uh, there's. And he just goes through the tape and he puts in a VHS copy of uh, Furious Six and just shows them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I mean that's the most logical thing you could do. <clears throat> Uh, dude, oh God, I've got so many fucking notes for this movie, so I'm just gonna try and buzz through them so quickly. Really? My next and note is after ret- so after Race Wars, Letty has that anxiety attack uh-huh. and she just dips out of the desert and then goes directly to her gravestone. Which, look, man, it's not like space is unlimited in a cemetery. Like you think they would have like once they established like, oh yeah, this person isn't in fact not dead. Uh, before we- <laughs> they would have just like. Taking the damn thing and down. All right. You know what I'm about to do? It's time for timeline talk. Oh, timeline talk. Big time has to happen. Because I've got, yeah, I've got some more evidence. <clears throat> that, uh, and just coming up real quick, but you go ahead. She was born in 1983. She died, yes. quote unquote, in 2009, which right. that is the year Fast and Furious came out. But they said five years ago. So now we're retconning it, saying that the first film took place in 2004. Interesting. Because Mia, in fact... Which would be three years before it came out. Three years after it came out, sorry. Yes. Because, and 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 Fast and Furious, Mia says to Brian... We've talked about this on the podcast, of course. Brian, She says to Brian, I haven't seen you in five years. So 2009... Minus five, 2004. Fuck. And this means that Mia was, not Mia, Letty was 26 when she died. Which that kind of tracks because they were all supposed to, they were supposed to be like between 21 and 23, like that whole group, like in the first movie. All right, so doing this math, she was, uh... If you if you do it like uh, say the movie takes place in two thousand one, that means that Letty was eighteen, 
But if you bump it up a couple of years, she's 21 in the first movie. Right, yeah. So, I'm glad we kind of, we, I'm glad we have a date that we can so see. So am I. <laughs> so, this wasn't the timeline stuff that I was talking about. Oh, what timeline stuff are you talking about? So, the timeline stuff I'm talking about is at DIS headquarters. DSS? DSS, DIS. You, uh, The Rock will, uh, or Hobbs will have a uh, vest and it'll have DIS or DSS on the Velcro thingy. Hmm. Yeah. So The caption said sorry. DSS. I I know. I'm just telling you. I I think they just uh you know, I, I don't think continuity is their strongest suit suit when it comes to matters of this. Are you sure? Are you serious? Are you sure? Uh well time well, timeline and whatnot. <laughs> uh anyway. So uh we see Elena walk into uh Hobbs's office and then Hobbs walks her to her SUV. Mm-hmm. Between the SUV and that mom haircut, we should have known then that she had already given birth to that boy. Yes. <clears throat> Which, okay, this is something else I brought up, wanted to bring up. Um, so Letty leaves Dom, goes off into the, you know, into the night or whatever. Yeah. And then Dom sees Elena again, maybe off screen, something could have happened then. But I don't think that Dom would do that. You know, do we give Dom too much credit? He's our, listen, he's our knight. He is our. Yeah. He's our Dark Knight because he does some yeah. Batman shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she probably did already have the kid. But the thing with this timeline is <laughs> the line that cracks me up that Hobbs says in the hospital. We'll go back to all this stuff, but I just want to fast forward to the hospital real quick. He says, do you remember Owen Shaw in London? Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like, like as if it took, it, it has been so long since they had to deal with this slob in London that they had time to forget about him. Right. I had the same thing. I was just like, remember on show, bro, this was like max a month. <laughs> yeah, like, but if you look at Jack, Jack's got to be four or five years old looking at him. I think he's like four years I'd old. I'd maybe go more like three Three or four. Well, here's the thing. At the beginning of the movie, I saw him, and I was like, well, that kid's two. And then at the end of the movie, I'm like, well, that kid's four. <laughs> so I don't know if they just used two different kids or, like, it just was that long Ugh. of a film that they, you know. Because I'm pretty sure the ending, of course, this was probably not the original ending they were going to have at the beach. And right. so they probably had to go back. And that was part of the reshoots. And probably the kid yeah. grew a little bit more. So the kid was actually taller than he was. Yeah, uh, uh, it was just it just it just gets so frustrating with the timeline around this this with the with the babies. You start having everyone starts having babies, and you lose track of time. And the part that the part that bothered me was that at Han's funeral, we didn't see his fucking tombstone, so we did not know when this movie takes place. Also, man, like how many how many un known bodies are they burying in this in this fucking series like Jesus Christ who do they have they have yeah they buried Han but like yeah that's what I meant how many misidentified bodies have they been burying 
Like between Letty and Han, like what? Do, do you think you could just bury anything? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're uh, as they say in GTA Five, burying a bag of sand. Might be. I'm gonna take your word for it on that. It's just sand they're burying, but maybe. Oh man! Oh, never mind. So, is it canon that Han's last name is Solo? Because that is the record that uh, whenever uh, Hector Shaw was hacking Hobbs's computer, the name that popped up was Han Solo. And, of course, I always thought that was an alias that he used. I mean, yeah, we didn't get to see the gravestone, so who knows? That's what I'm saying. I need to know Han's actual last name. I don't think it's Solo. It's a good joke, but I don't think that's his last name. Did we talk? uh, No, we haven't talked about this. The uh, bit where we introduced to Brian in this movie with the minivan. Yeah. That was a very good joke, I thought. Well done. Very well done. <laughs> and then I have, yeah, Jack. Jack is at least two. And then I later changed it to four. I'm going to need you to make up your mind. I don't know how old that kid is. I'm, 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 I'm about to give up on this damn timeline. Speaking of timelines, okay, the fight with... Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, who have... All of the chemistry. I wrote love at first fight. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like, that is such a good... But the thing I hated the most about that scene... First of all, I'm glad that Hobbs found a damn towel. <laughs> Second, Hobbs could have said, I'm going to break your finger in six places and shove it up your candy ass, and he didn't. He didn't? Because I believe it's Tej calls Roman a candy ass later in the film. I know. And I got upset. I was like, wait a minute. No, that should be Hobbs that said candy ass. Look, I think it's fine because within that that fight, that (laughs) sequence, we had the pleasure of receiving through our ocular units the dopest rock bottom of all Time. It was pretty good. We all know the dopest people as elbow happened in the first year of SmackDown when The Rock was wearing some dress shoes, hit the ropes, hit the ropes, slid, and then hit the <laughs> people's elbow on uh, Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. And I would uh, like it if you sync all of this up to that clip and put it on the Instagram. Oh, that's too much effort. <laughs> I was talking to the to the, uh, to the listeners. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wouldn't dare make you do a damn thing, aside from the uh, step into the light bit that we did in the first episode. Pretty good. That was absolutely worth it. It was worth it. It was very easy to do. Um, but that rock bottom, with the way James Wan used that that rotating camera gimmick, was fucking sweet. Yeah. And then not less than like three minutes later, he uses the same damn gimmick uh, with the rock just falling back on a couch, yeah. which was pretty lame. Yeah. That uh, that camera thing he uses a couple of times in this movie, but James Wan, for people who don't know, of course, co-wrote. I think he co-wrote the Saw series. I know Lee Wannell wrote the Saw movies, like the first two at least. And then James Wan directed the first one. Anyway, him and Lee Wannell are like horror partners together. Well, Lee, him and Lee Wannell have like split off now. Wannell's directing movies. Have you watched Upgrade? Because Upgrade yes, uses have. those same camera moves during fights, and it's pretty dope. 
It did. It did do that. I remember this now. Yeah. Which I thought Upgrade used those camera moves a lot better. But I wasn't too much a fan of Upgrade because I kept wanting the main actor to be Tom Hardy and he just wasn't. That mo- All right. That, that was the main thing that a lot of people were saying, which I was like, yeah. Was that it's like the guy just needs to be Tom Hardy. Like, up, upgrade. Like Venom either should have been Upgrade or Upgrade should have been Venom. <laughs> like... They both came out the same time and like featured guys who look alike and they had the pretty much yeah. the same plot where like it's two dual like dueling personalities inside of one body. It was very frustrating and I felt like I was watching just a Bobo brand Tom Hardy. But you got the guy from The Invitation instead of Tom Hardy, which I like him I too. I don't know what that is. The invi- uh, you haven't seen The Invitation? It's on Netflix. You got to watch it. Okay. It's uh Well, you also got to watch out for in this fight scene, they also kept wrestling kayfabe with, uh, you know, the 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 time honored tradition of Samoans having uber effective headbutts and not being hurt in their head themselves. I want to bring this up during this fight. Uh, it happens later in the movie. There's a lot of dick punching in this movie. Hobbs or Shaw straight up punches Hobbs in the dick, and Hobbs is not affected. So he's like. He, He's like Iron Balls McGinty from The Jerk. Like, he is impervious <laughs> to punches to the crotch. You know, what if... <laughs> what if Hobbs had some sort of... And I can't remember the name of the company from Hobbs and Shaw. But what if he had some sort of, like, experimental surgery to, like, have some sort of, like, cyborg dong? Like we obviously know, like he's used, he's reproduced. Yeah. As his daughter's in the the, the hospital room with him. <clears throat> no idea. There's a there's a whole Disney situation with where the mother is. Maybe he just you know I don't know. They don't explain that Hobbs and Shaw, do they? No. Maybe she passed they away. They don't touch it. Hobbs lives a dangerous life, so maybe something happened. I get it. I I also get that, you know, it's not a lifestyle conducive to a happy and healthy marriage. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? There's still so much to be answered. So many questions. We'll get into all that in the Hobbs and Shaw episode. How's that? That, that sounds like a plan. Hobbs' custody battle. <laughs> now, the explosion that happens in this scene, uh, one... DJ would 100% be, 1,000% be paralyzed, uh, <clears throat> being blasted out of, what is it, conservatively, fifth, sixth story? I would say, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, landing onto an SUV. Yeah. Uh, which easily could have just been the ground. Uh, and then Shaw just, what kind of fucking explosion-proof tables? Like, what, what, what fucking company... What furniture office supply company? I know they're not getting that table from Staples that that Shaw can just fucking Indiana Jones refrigerator hide from a fucking close blast do you think, behind a damn table. Do you think Shaw made that table himself and brought it in? And like or 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 it'd be very much more Shaw of him if he like sold them that table. <laughs> because he knew what was gonna happen. I, yeah. I love the bomb he used was the hockey puck bomb made famous by Die Hard. 
which it had a lot more um, lethal uh, lethal effect in this film. And and plus, I'm glad they upgraded that bomb since 1988 because this bomb had LED lights on it. <laughs> so that's how you know it's been up there. Yeah, that's how you know it's in the 21st century. They added some LED lights to it. I never understood those hockey puck bombs from Die Hard. Like Hans and his goons, they all had them. And that's the only movie where I've seen these hockey puck bombs. Hockey was popular in the 80s. I, but but listen, I don't think those bombs were in Die Hard 2. And that movie was all around some snow. They could have had some hockey puck bombs in the snow. I know there's a part in which John McClane's on the, on the ice. You know what? How about this? I would have liked those bombs in Sudden Death. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, man. Or Lethal Weapon 3. But there wasn't as I much mean, hockey in Lethal Weapon 3. D- d- sudden death takes place at a hockey arena. I tell you about, During a hockey game. Did I tell you that we found a sudden death hockey jersey at a local flea market? No, you haven't. Wait, this was, this was like five or six years ago we found it. And Walker... My buddy, who does art sometimes, buy the Gator Day twenty nineteen shirt. He 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 drew that. Uh, go to the... it's it's a shirt of better times. Yes. Oh man, Gator Day. Who would have known that twenty nineteen would have been it? Anyway, uh, so me and him are in this flea market, and we see this sudden death jersey, and he looks at it, he goes, "Oh, it's my size." And I was like, "You got to get it. Uh, you got to get it." And he was like, "Nah, I don't want to." And then we looked at the price tag, and it was twenty five dollars. And he's like. He's like, I don't want to spend $25 in a sudden death jersey. And we went back, and it was not there. So Yeah, because that's a fucking steal. That's why. Yeah. I don't think he liked Jean-Claude Van Damme that much. <laughs> I don't care. I Dude, that reminds me of uh, when we went to New York for WrestleMania last year. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> and 2019, we better times. Shop. Hmm? I said 2019, better times. Better times. And Spencer spotted this mail away camel cigarettes windbreaker. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, you do. Because it fit it fit like the Cinderella slipper. <laughs> and it was like it was something like in that range where it's like, fuck, I know I shouldn't get this, but that's not that bad. Yeah. And he didn't get it, and I still give him shit for it to this. He should have fucking bought it. He should. I should have bought it for him. There you go. Should have been a good friend. I should have been. But it turns out you're a shitty friend. I'm an awful friend. <laughs> oh man, I can't. I think of a time. There was a time when I went to the flea market, and there's a. Uh, I'm sure I've talked about this in another podcast episode. I probably talked about it on this series. So sorry, I'm telling the story again. But I can't remember telling it on this podcast. I love a good flea market story, so go ahead. So we were in a flea market, and I was I was searching, actively hunting Steely Dan albums. So I had been trying to find Aja for I don't know how long. I finally found Aja, and I'm like, okay, I got it. I got Aja. So I'm walking around. Aja was like 30 bucks or something like that. As I round a corner, there's an entire stall of just toys. And one of the toys, excuse me, one of the, okay, first of all, one of the toys was, uh, mm-hmm. I'm listening, a, uh, sync bye, bye, bye video bye. marionette doll. I have one in my house. I have the JC one. I think that is the one that I was thinking of. That's the oh one that's in there. And then 
they had a Chris O'Donnell Robin action figure from Batman Forever. I think it was the purple vest. I have one in my house right now. Do you? Uh, I think you own this flea market stall. I think so. And then uh, they also had a power loader action figure from Aliens. I do not have one of those, unfortunately. So I was going to, I saw the power loader action figure because it came with the power loader and it came with Ellen Ripley, like in the, and it yeah. was, it was $15. And I had, I was like, I can't buy both this album I've been searching forever for. And this toy that I really want right now. So I went with the album I've been trying to find for like a year at that point. And so I said, it'll probably be there when I come back. I came back three days later. The whole stall was gone. Oh, no. Like that's that's a flea market. It was empty. Like there was nothing there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, obviously, either somebody bought them all out or this person's off somewhere. Speaking of going off somewhere, back to Furious 7, the film we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> speaking of going off somewhere, it's it shocks me every single time when, after this fight scene, it cuts to uh, the Toretto household, which are like Brian, Mia, Jack, and Dom all living together? That's what it makes it seem like. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Which they got so, that big ass house, so they probably do live together. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad way to go. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, that's not bad at all. Um, Which makes you think they all have eleven million dollars, and they're all living yeah. in the house together. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I mean, maybe they had some renovations done inside and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, we never saw the inside of the house before it blew up. Uh, but it's when there's the 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 package, yeah. aka bomb, yeah, uh, that's on the porch that it like dawns on me that so like, oh shit, this is still before Han dies. Yeah, like. Uh, on the Whack Pack today, uh, I did it with uh, Maddie Kirby, uh, and she had only seen up to Tokyo Drift, which is now on Peacock, and I have no excuse not to watch it. <clears throat> so look forward to us revisiting that episode. I'm not watching it's that movie three times in one year. I'm not going to do it. Don't watch it again. That, let's let's turn the tables, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, I like this idea. There you go. Boom. Sold. We should do that. Uh, and so she asked something about the timeline. Like about Tokyo Drift, I'm like, technically, Tokyo Drift doesn't happen until like 15 minutes into seven, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I can't do this." So we've been talking about, yeah, we've been talking about how the timelines messed up, but they both movies take place at the same time, right? Well, they. <sighs> Yes, there's overlap. Yeah. Like, the movies obviously don't take place at exactly the same time. Like, like, like the end of, the end of, yeah, it's like the end of uh, Tokyo Drift is also the beginning of Furious 7. Yeah, it, like, bleeds all the way to, like, like the end of the first act of Furious 7. Yes. Which, you know, hey, Bow Wow got a paycheck. I need to talk about Lucas Black real quick. Well, you know, real quick. 
Let's just talk about Bow Wow's paychecks okay. in the last few years. <laughs> Tokyo Drift, Furious 7, and CSI Cyber. And he's also, I think he's going to be in, I saw a picture, and I think he's going to be in F9. What? I think, like, uh, Lucas Black and Bow Wow are both going to be back in F9. I saw a picture somewhere of the three of them, like, at that military base, you know they got the Pontiac Fiero with the rocket on it. It's the three. It's the, yeah. it's the two of them at that place. Interesting. Well, I guess I'm, I'm being pushed into a corner more than ever to watch Tokyo Drift. Also, just so so for your own solace, uh, that Aliens power loader sealed in box, uh-huh. um, like not bad. Uh, well, maybe not sealed in box, but like a box with wear, you can get it for like 25 bucks. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and then like without the box, you can get it for about like what you found it for. I think I found it for 20 is, bucks. Right. Which is uh, pretty shocking considering years have passed. Nah, I ain't gonna get it. If, I'm, not, I'm not telling you to get it. It's just interesting for me to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say they blew up the house. All right. Oh, so before the house blows up, Mia tells Dom she's pregnant. Yes, again. Again. And that she didn't tell Brian. Not yet. Serious, actual question. Because the whole conversation's about how she's not sure that, like, She's not sure how Brian's adjusting to this lifestyle. She asked him, and he's like, I still miss the bullets. Yeah. And this and that. And she's like, feels, she's feeling guilty. Not that she ever should for basically domesticating Brian. Yeah. And like expressing some remorse and regret. And she hadn't told, she had, she's, had, she tells Dom, she doesn't tell her husband. Well, it's her only brother. Her only brother. <laughs> Was Mia contemplating getting an abortion? I don't think so. No, I, not in a million. I don't think so either. Not in a million years. There were just there were just enough factors swirling around there. I'm just like, that's weird. This ain't this ain't. But I I agree. This ain't some Godfather uh, Godfather Two shit where she comes in yelling at Brian like that she aborted the child. Because he chose to go back to the bullets. Man, uh, you're right. This is better than Godfather 2. How do you think that, uh, do you think that she found out about the bullet thing? Like, what, did she walk uh, walk into Brian's, like, little, uh, he has, like, a little, uh, like, a man cave or whatever. And he's just in there listening to Give Me Back My Bullets by Leonard Skinner <laughs> on repeat. And she's like, what's up with this song? He's like, I, I don't know. He's, like, cleaning a gun. He's like, I don't I have no idea why, why any of this has happened. I'm. I'm. This is a squirt gun. I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a little, little, little fun game with Jack later. Our two or maybe four year old child. Brian doesn't strike me as a Skinnered guy. Let me no, he's not. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I, unless he was watching uh, ROH circa 2009, and the Briscoe Brothers were coming out to give me back my bullets. Oh man, Brian. Uh, I thought about this during the movie. You know how I, I like to make fun of Brian's wardrobe in these films. Yeah. Some bitch dresses just like me in this movie, so I can't make fun of him. He dresses just like a 30-year-old white man. Yeah. Which is just jeans, vans, 
and a, a, a plain shirt and a hoodie. After that mountain, that yeah, that mountain, that mountain scene where uh, he almost flies off the cliff, I thought he was going to go uh, open up for the late '90s. After that, that is a inside <laughs> joke with the <laughs> Chicago improv community. Oh <laughs> uh, man! Uh, um, <clears throat> so <laughs> Dom gets the call. Yes. And it's right after Shaw slams into Han. And I just want to say, Deckard makes the call. Han blows up, quote unquote. And then the bomb on the porch blows up. And I just want to say that NoHo Hank from Barry wishes he could have pulled off that kind of time. Yeah. Have you watched Bill and Ted face the music yet? Not yet. Oh, man. But Anthony Kerrigan's, uh, Corrigan, what's his name? Anthony Kerrigan. 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 Yeah. He's in it, yeah. right? He's, he's really, he's really good in it. Yeah. But, um, God, he's so, yeah, he's so good in Barry and Bill and Ted face the music. He's incredible. I, need to, I almost, uh, I almost watched that movie for a fourth time. He's even good in Gotham as Victor's ass. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Uh, that timing was perfect. Yeah. I mean, which I think like the more you think about it, like helps just paint the picture of precision. Yeah. That is Deckard show. Yeah. The, uh, talk about multitasking. The part that really <laughs> kind of took me out of the movie for a second was that Dom looks at the phone and sees the calls coming from Japan, like oh, with a GPS map and everything. And I'm like, what kind of phones are they using? The phones that millionaires have. Oh, maybe they don't have phones that we're, maybe he's got the iPhone 13. Probably <laughs> in what, what year did we say this is again? Uh, we didn't say, <laughs> no, <laughs> we never saw a tombstone, uh, which is funny when you think about it, because he has that phone with the, the smartphone with the GPS and all that stuff. And then over in Japan, they're still using flip phones at this point in the movie. Because the wow. final race of Tokyo Drift has happens after this scene. Just put this throwing it out there. Like it happens the same, like because Tokyo Drift, it took them so long to build that car up. I'm going to say this is fucking the timeline up even more. Yes. Because you've got uh, this phone call. And then I'm going to say three days to a week later, they rebuild that Mustang with the, with the Japanese engine inside of it for Tokyo Drift. And then after that, you have the Dom showing up. The Dom, like he's the Don. Anyway, you have Dom showing up. Nope, I reject that. Yeah, please do. We have Dom showing up. So between, I'm going to say between that bomb blowing up and it's at least two or three weeks later. Which would explain how Hobbs's arm uh, healed so quickly. He should be in a full body cast, <laughs> not just a broken arm. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> also, my, my theory is that his arm was just never broken. That's true. Yeah, he was just he he needed to. Uh, he was pulling an Agent Coulson, and he was just uh, being the sacrifice <laughs> they needed to for the, have the initial push. 
Um, can we? We can't talk about that yet. All right, where are we at now in my notes? Oh, okay. So in the hospital scene, yeah, the way they're talking, it makes it seem like Furious 6 took place a long time ago. Yeah. We talked about that. Which I think that movie probably took place in 2010, to be safe. Yeah, let's be safe. Let's be the safe from Fast Five. So let's say Uh, that this movie takes place in 2015. So that gives Han enough time to go to Tokyo and set up all the stuff, like all the... Because he's like a mover and shaker in Tokyo by the time Tokyo Drift happens. But how long had had Owen Shaw been in the hospital then for? That is the part that fucks with me too. Right. I, it's, unless they are, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, here's, an, here's another thing. It took, maybe it took Deckard Shaw five years to round up all this intel. You know what I mean? May, or... So what if what if Hobbs asks the question, remember London, just because they've all had so much insane head trauma <laughs> from falling out of airplanes, their various yeah. hijinks that like they they legitimately has to they have to ask that question. That's a that's a great way to put it. Hijinks. <laughs> you know, little sprites here and there. Oh man. Little sprees. So yeah, I would say all right. So between the car, the bomb blowing up, I'm gonna say it's about a week later, a week or two later before Dom goes to Tokyo. So now we're in Tokyo. Yes. And they, I'm glad they answered the question. American muscle can drift. <laughs> now we know. We know that was a question I brought up in the Tokyo Drift episode, and it's been answered. By this movie. And I absolutely remember you asking that question. So, something that caught me way off guard. It was just a... Just a jolt. Was that you saw 2006 Lucas Black. And then in the next shot, you saw 2014 Lucas Black. And it was a jump in age. Like, I remember watching this for the first time going, like, he, like, okay, that is what he looked like. And then seeing it again, side by side, like, no, he looks totally different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they kept the scene short. They did what they had to do. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking my man, but it's just age. Like, I look different than I did five years ago. So, of course, somebody else what? is. Time is undefeated, yeah. man. Oh, man. Yeah. And then we cut to shockingly. I didn't write any notes for that sequence. That's funny. But the uh, I just love how this necklace has just been jumping around and becomes like a plot point. Yeah, it's like a, it's a totem. Yeah. Which Chris <clears throat> Maybe Morgan, if good we job. Carbon date the metal on the necklace. We can figure out when is fucking when, or we can just interrogate either Justin Lin or Chris Morgan and ask them when the hell this movie takes place. I think since they're, I think it would also be just as uh, valid to ask Vin Diesel himself. That's also true. With as hands-on of a producer as he is, yeah. I'm, I was just thinking. Well, it, either, I, but we need. We also we need to move on from the whole timeline question. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, at this moment, I would like to uh, make a call to arms, a plea, if you will, listeners. 
Thank you very much. We didn't get any. Uh, I don't think the episode actually came out yet for curb moments. Hashtag curb moments. But we also didn't put that on the main episode. That was on a bonus episode. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so if you have any real life curb enthusiasm moments, send them to us. Hashtag curb moments. But before that, if you can help us further break down the timeline that is the fast saga, please uh, uh, tweet at us. Hashtag uh, time fast time. Fast Times. Fast Time Bandits. Hashtag Fast Time. Fast Time Bandits. I just want to have a shout out to the movie Time Bandits. So Fast... Well, I was trying to shout out the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont. We're going to combine it for Fast Time Bandits. Fast Times Bandits. There you go. Because it's plural. It's plural times. How many times it did happen in Fast Times? I don't know. It was just one timeline in my opinion. All right. So Heinz Funeral. We don't see his tombstone. Fast and Furious Times at Ridgemont High. I like that more. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Dom's spider sense. It was tingling yes. at that funeral. <laughs> I've never seen somebody mean mug somebody or turn their head as slow as that person, anybody before. Oh, that scene cracked me up. Meanwhile, Tej and Roman are just like talking in the background, like Statler and Waldorf, as they're trying to, as Hans' family's trying to bury their son. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is pretty fucked up though, like how many times that they talk about like like losing one of the family, someone dying and shit like that, like yeah. in fucking scenes with Brian in it. it yeah. There was a mind fuck yeah. when when you're first watching the movie. And every time you're watching the movie, to be perfectly honest, like that that <clears throat> underlying subtext doesn't go away. I think what they were trying to go for was we might kill Brian off. And then it's such a relief in the end when he doesn't die. I Do you think that's what they were going for before he actually died? I, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I would say because so much death has happened in these movies and like the, you know, yeah. we got Giselle dying and then we got Han dying and then we got Letty dying. Like, right. I think their initial plan was to always have Brian go off into the sunset. Hmm. But hmm. have him come back for the next movie. Right. I think that's what would have happened. Oh, there's just a lot to think about. But like, um, but that's that's because you're just repeating yourself over and over and over again. And you can't fucking do that as a writer. Like. You well, got to mix that shit up. themselves over and over and over again by like bringing back every character that they can that they kill yeah. off. But like, so like, you know, at a certain point, you do kind of have to stop doing that. So I think that's what they were going to do with this movie. It's like in the cycle, like the circle of you know, cycle of violence when it comes to killing off their characters. It's just to have no, well, one of them. I, I mean, like the the last two literal gravestones that they've like made a big deal about between Letty and Han. Yeah. Like both characters are, are bad. Yeah. You know, which it, Um, it keeps, which like I get. And as a fan, I I like Mm -hmm. because like, at least with Letty, like there's been thought and time put into it and stuff like that. And there was even more in the deleted scenes. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, I'm a fan of stakes. Uh, and I like when, there are stakes to this shit. 
like like I you know it's, honestly it's one of my favorite things about the the Rocky series like fucking Mick dies Apollo dies mm-hmm. like they're they're gone yeah. for real goodbye it's 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 no fucking stunt or anything like that well the thing with this the stakes in this movie of course was Mia being pregnant <clears throat> and like Brian that's that's his stakes you know what I mean yeah and like it clearly those scenes were shot with Paul Walker because right. that is Paul Walker in those scenes. Yeah. And so like the stakes for Brian were there from the beginning. So there's no way Brian would have died in this movie in the original right. version. There's no way. Right. So. But yeah, I just keep thinking about the fact that Mia's is coming back in the next movie and like what they're going to do with Brian in F nine. Yeah. I mean, they were able to, to skirt around it in fate. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more yeah. then. Um, but until then, uh, let's talk about, um, uh, fucking Shaw and Dom just head, just ramming head first, head on into each other with their damn car. That was the worst game of chicken I've ever seen. Cause nobody was chicken. <laughs> Not at all. Fucking there, there, there wasn't a $5 fill up to be found. What what was the car that Dom was driving? Was that like an older model Charger? I think so, yeah. Or it might have been. Or uh, uh, maybe been a Challenger, actually. You don't have, no, it wasn't a Challenger. You don't have your Carfax on there? No, the the, the Carfax have, have all but, but gone away. They've oddly been replaced with a Carfox. No. Let's, let's go with Furious. I'm going to say, what car does Dom drive in Furious 7? Oh, it is a Charger. Okay. That's what it says. It's a Charger. <laughs> okay. But it says Dodge RT Charger, and that it has the picture of that car. So it's a different type of Charger. No, it is a Plymouth Roadrunner. Fuck you, Google. I had to go to Furious 7's cars list on the Wikipedia page. Damn. So he's that is a Plymouth Roadrunner. I actually like that car more than the Charger. Hey, there you go. Um, also, I do love, as much as I make a stink about um, uh, races uh, in these movies. We did get the first race uh, out of the way real quick. That was really the only race that there was, right? The car chase? No, no, no. Race. What? At Race Wars. Oh, yeah. That was the race. only one. Yeah. And that was the only one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I'm still, I'm so glad yes. they've thought to bring like, like, hey, yes, these are these are still racers. We're gonna have a race every <laughs> now and then. Uh, and then you know, I feel like ever since the first film, like, Coronas have been in and out of the movies. Oh, it's depending on like where they are, but Coronas come back in a big way, at just as. Uh, fucking Kurt Russell slides into this franchise like a motherfucking glove. <sighs> first, first of all, I just want to say that Dom keep that sledgehammer on him. Second of all, Kurt Russell showing up. I have multiple notes that just say, just talk about how cool Kurt Russell is. He is the he is so cool. Like he could he could just be standing in a room. He like that's like how cool is he? <laughs> he like seriously, man, like. <laughs> One thing that he earned his the, nobody status. This franchise does yeah. so well is inject new life into it 
very effectively. And I would say even more than Jason Statham, I feel like Kurt Russell just brings so much just like charisma and character and intrigue into into the, these movies. Like I fucking love Mr. Nobody so much. What I love and not just because Mr. Nobody was also my imaginary friend when I was a kid. Oh no. That's so sad. But uh I love him because he's not the hard ass leader that we've seen in other fast films. Like he's not like he doesn't act like Hobbes. Like Hobbes has been like kind of a hard ass. But like Mr. Nobody, he was like he's like, I realize y'all have gotten shit done. So I'm gonna let you do what you do. And I'm going to support you. Like, that's all he really does. And you got Shepard, that military guy, to be the dick. Yeah. And then, and then Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell, is just like, let 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 them do what they want to do. Shut the fuck up. Well, he, he, ha- he plays it with the confidence of someone who already knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Kurt Ru- like, he's already got all the answers to the test. Kurt Russell, I, I say this every time I watch a movie he's in. He looks like he's having the most fun he's ever had whenever he's yeah. doing a movie. Oh, yeah. I was like, I wish I could have as much fun as Kurt Russell's having right now. Oh, to have his career. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, he also, like, just just by sheer fact of, like, being a little bit more advanced in age and having a more distinguished look and so on and so forth. Like, we give a lot of credit where credit is due for for improved performances and whatnot again uh-huh. like paul walker just continues to improve vin is is got some good moments here and there but like kurt russell just gets to come in and immediately he's like the best actor in the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah he's just i just love kurt russell so much a uh, man so much he's so good but also like you 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 kind of touched on it a little bit but like what a fucking plan like <laughs> hey Acquire the most powerful surveillance software ever created in the world on Earth for me, and I'll let you carry out a personal vendetta <laughs> using all of my secret resources. Yeah. Uh. Like, he's got, like, no, the only person that gets to sign off on that is the top decision maker. You know? That's Kurt Russell. Yeah. So, like, that just leads me down so many paths of thought like yes kurt russell probably is also in charge of area 51 which i'm sure we'll get to oh yes give me a fucking a race between dom and his his charger and a fucking spaceship like give me that shit oh man could you imagine if captain stephen hiller from independence day was flying that spaceship dude that's a crossover I want. Let's bring Jeff Goldblum into the Fast Saga. Bro, let's bring Judge Hirsch into the Judd Hirsch. Fast Saga. Yes, let's bring Judd Hirsch. Oh God, I love Judd. Judd Hirsch is my fucking dude. There's a street in uh, Chicago called Hirsch Avenue, and every time I drive past it, I go, Judd Hirsch! <laughs> I, I, I gotta say it like George St. Giglin from, uh, oh, hello. Judd Hirsch! Judd Hirsch. <laughs> gotta do it every time. Well, yeah. Oh man, who could Judd Hirsch come in to the Fast Saga and be the father of? Uh, isn't it obvious? He's the resurrected father of Dominic and Mia. <laughs> <laughs> come, no, man, I, come on. I'm kidding. What if he was like Tej's adopted dad or something? 
fuck. <laughs> actually, kind of, I see that. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Holy or like shit. he's Ted's stepdad or something. Like, and he like yeah. kind of gets. But then, then you would have the same dynamic as that he and Jeff Goldblum had in Independence Day. Uh, but but it's but it's but it's Judd Hirsch and Ludacris. Yeah. Or what if they brought in another Bridges and they had uh, like Bo Bridges as uh, his stepdad? Fuck! Don't get me started on Bo Bridges, my dude. <laughs> Dude, you want to bring Bro Bridges into this motherfucker? Like, we can do this. We can make this work. Have you seen? Except, we have to cho- choose because I've I've already worked up machinations on ways to get Kevin Dunn into the series, <laughs> but they cannot be in the same movie. They can't exist in the same universe. No, no, they can't. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just keep thinking of. Have you seen the the funnier die sketch? Looking at talking about bridges with Bo Bridges. Oh no, I haven't. Look it up. It's it was on Funny or Die. It might be on YouTube, but like it's just a it's like an educational show like that would be on PBS. But it's called Talking About Bridges with Bow Bridges, and it's like <laughs> it's some children hanging out like on a porch, and then Bow Bridges walks up and goes, "Hey, what are you kids talking?" He the first line he says is, "Hey, you kids talking about my eyebrows again?" <laughs> And then the kids admit they're talking about bridges, and then Bo Bridges proceeds to teach them all about bridges. That's it. That's the sketch. It's amazing. I love it. Look it up. Oh, I'm I'm doing that immediately <laughs> after we stop recording. Oh man. So I don't even know where we are in this fucking movie. Um. Oh, Kurt so, Russell. Oh yeah, in the plan. Yes, Romans. Romans plan. Yeah. Well, he tells them where to um, drop, and he delegates, <laughs> which is still good leadership. Yeah. Uh, what? What incredible writing! And I don't mean like in the way in which it was written, but to to write this sequence at all, yeah, is just balls the size of watermelons, man. It's great, misshapen and all. And then it comes to. Uh, I love at the end it comes to Dom pointing at his charger and then like a heavily armor plated military vehicle. He's like, I want a combination of that and that. They talked about how much weight that's going to add. And then he says, this time ain't just about going fast or being fast. I don't know. The line's cool. And of course I immediately said, and furious. (laughs) But like literally from the moment that the car's, leave the plane like that entire entire thing is just absolutely incredible shit the only thing missing from that scene was Ted you know he pushed the button and the air chute comes up air chute parachute mm-hmm. comes out he should have said ejecto caro and then press the button and, the, and then that it would have made it perfect oh but he wouldn't know about it he wouldn't know about or it. maybe have brian do it have brian go ejecto caro and then that's a great callback to too fast too furious yes <laughs> fuck damn see this is why we need to be in the room <laughs> like we can't write these things but like you know uh, just have us in the google doc you know <laughs> have us like write a little thing and then we'll highlight it and be like this is what we added yeah this is a good this is a great opportunity for a callback here yeah 
Ejecto Cito, but Parachuto. Yeah, like eject, or yeah, Ejecto Caro or whatever. Like we'll workshop it, but yeah, it needs to be a callback to Too Fast. I know we talked about it in a previous episode, but we we'll often talk about you know how the Academy should add a uh, a, ser- a set of categories for stunt work. Mm-hmm. Um, what what would have like been up against this movie in 2015? Let's look at Box Office Let's Mojo. Because Box Office and, Mojo has all the big action movies that, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm already going to tell you. That sequence. Like, all right. Uh, I love this movie way more than everything in the series. But I'm going to say that the tank sequence I prefer. From Furious X? Yes. Rogue Nation. Probably would have won. I was literally just about to say, like, it's a, as long as a Mission Impossible movie doesn't come out the same year. But are these two franchises, like, synced up? Let me check. Uh, I know Mission Impossible is more frequent because that's all Tom Cruise does. No, Minions came out, so Minions would have won uh, Best Action Sequence. Oh, damn, you're right. Now, here's some of the movies that came out this year. Uh, uh, Chappie. That had some action. I haven't seen Chappie. <laughs> Chappy, fuck. We had Furious Seven. We had Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. The uh, the train sequence in um, where was that in Hong Kong? I know it was in China. Um, I can't remember. I do not recall. But that whole thing with Captain America having to stop a train and all that stuff that was pretty cool because they were they were trying to get uh, they were trying to get Vision's body. Before, because Ultron was going to put the Mind Stone into it. Anyway. Um, do cars fall out of a plane? Nope. Okay. Then we had San Andreas came out this year. So Rock was in two big movies. Wow. Good for him. I mean, there's a reason why he's not in the entire middle chunk of this movie. I'm going to tell you. Dwayne Johnson, when he's on screen in this movie, he's putting in work. Oh, yeah. Like, later, like. I know I say it's Rock O'Clock, but Rock O'Clock showed up at the right amount of time in this Absolutely. movie. The, with the, oh, my God. We'll get into it. We'll get there. So Jurassic World also came out, which, eh. And then Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, yeah. And Spectre, which Spectre, oh, Spectre, I don't know. That's one of the few Bond movies I've actually seen. And it's actually one of the worst. Which is it's it's Daniel definitely Great. Daniel Craig's. Well, I don't know. I'm a I'm an apologist for Quantum of Solace, but uh, but that movie's. When did Fate come out? Was it 2017? I think so. Yeah, Fate of the yes. Furious. Oh yeah. fuck, Fate of the Furious was number one five weeks in a row. Oh wait, never mind. Four weeks. Wow. Well, we'll get there when we get to the Fate of the Furious episode. I'm just trying to see if a Mission Impossible movie came out in 2017. And no, it did not. Wow. Damn. Broke the streak. Like 2018. But yeah, that that entire sequence, man, like it had everything. Yeah. It It was a chase sequence with fight scenes in it with... More chasing it. It was great. It was a, it was a great sequence. I um, 
Well, I don't know. Between a toss-up with the tank, I don't, I don't know. It had everything. The, the I love I loved that they got to pair off Paul Walker with Tony Jaw multiple times in this movie. Yes, and I'm glad they actually used Tony Jaw for his. I hate it when they announce like, "Oh, we got this big uh, action star from this movie that you all love that was mm-hmm. action packed." I'm looking at you, Force Awakens. In which you announce you got these badass dudes from this badass movie and then you do nothing with them. Because Force Awakens got two of the dudes from the raid and they didn't do shit in the movie. All they did was talk at each other. And it's just like, why are you going to have two dudes that are in the most awesome fighting movie ever? Like, at least Furious 6 had... God, I forget his name. He plays Jaka in um, the raid. But he's in Furious 6 and he's actually fighting. And the th- they do the same thing with Tony Jaw. He's actually fighting and kicking ass in this movie. God, Rant over. So Sorry. <laughs> they save a hostage. They save a kidnapped hostage in this movie. Introducing Natalie Emmanuel into the series. Do you th- Who's great? I'm asking you a question. Her name's Ramsey. She's British. Do you think it was originally written for Gordon Ramsey? <laughs> he just holds like two cars up to Roman's ears and just say, what are you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot car. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. She, I'm so glad that she's in these movies now. Uh, she was great on game of Thrones and she's got like a bunch of other stuff now as well. She's got like the four weddings and a funeral series on Hulu or whatever the fuck. Um, she's great. <laughs> and then after this big sequence, I'm glad that they all reconvene at the same Doc that the Avengers reconfigured. I fucking at. wrote that in my notes too. Cut to the Doc from Avengers Endgame. <laughs> uh, the second dick, yes sir. The second dick punch happens in this fight. Uh, <laughs> Brian punches Tony Jaw in the dick, and it was effective because Tony Jaw winces in pain, and that causes Brian to use his head to press the button. Uh, the fucking bus sequence was dope as hell. Oh, like the with Brian like running up. Oh my god! And then Letty catching him. Oh, that was another moment when I first was watching the movie. I'm just like, fuck! If it happens this soon, like fuck, because you don't know. You didn't know how much they had shot with them. That that was that was like the main thing in the trailer they had was this. Yeah, and like this kind of felt constrained because I was watching it going like this is a good sequence, but not. I was like. And this is at the point of the movie in which I think, like, I was starting to think, like, am I not going to like this movie as much as as I liked the the first time I watched it? And then we got to the end, and I was like, nope, I still love this movie just as much. That, and also, you mentioned Letty saving Brian, uh, which I need to bring up the tweet that Shea Serrano uh, put out there that I didn't realize until I saw it, and then I sent it immediately to you. Uh Uh-huh. And we had to do a little mini deep dive. And that's the fact that Letty and Brian don't have like an actual interaction. No. Like dialogue with each other until the end of Furious 6. That's crazy. Fucking wild shit, my dude. Because they do not talk in the first movie. She's not in the second movie. Neither of them in the third movie. Uh, They don't share any scenes in the fourth movie. They, they, they. They talk obviously talk off screen in the fourth yes, movie, but not or within the lead. Well, yeah, no, within within the fourth movie. Yeah, yes. And then she's not in the fifth one, 
And then they finally talk at the end of the sixth one. Like, blew my mind. And they, in this movie, he hugs her and, like, there's a little little peck on the, on the head. They're very warm. Yeah. It was good to see that. You needed it after all that time. I just think... Um, with these later movies, they're doing a, a lot better job with the women in the franchise. Because they're, they're, I mean, the, the first movies are just macho as hell. And they really don't let the women do as much awesome shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. I for sure know what you mean. Um, there's definitely, yeah, they spread it out and a lot more. Um, Which, have we talked about this news that uh, Michelle Rodriguez got a... For the 10th film, uh, the co-writer is a woman. I did not know So that. it's the first, uh, yeah, woman writer for the franchise. will be the 10th movie. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, the, I also like uh, Brian doing a concussion check on Ramsey's. <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey's. Ramsey's. Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was nice. Again, as I was mentioning head trauma earlier, yeah. uh, all those hijinks. <laughs> yeah. And of course I'm sure he learned how to do that from his nurse practitioner wife. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, we did. We, we, we did. I talk about Mia at this guy's compound. Where is she? Who is that guy? Well, that's the Dominican Republic. So I'm assuming that like Dom just is connected there. Oh, I was wondering. So I don't know who the guy is. I tried to find him in the credits and I couldn't find him. And I was like, is this a guy who had another role in another? Like, was he in Fast and Furious? And I forgot about him. Like, because, you know, like Hector, they bring in people back. So I was like, maybe he's right. just a guy I forgot about. But he guess he's just Definitely some guy that Dom knows. Kind of a plot hole and a loose end. But also, yeah. I just chalked it up to like. Dom being very, very held in high esteem in the in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, maybe. And having basically changed the socioeconomic structure of the entire island. By stealing two tankers of gas. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, that, 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 I, I, I think I fast forwarded that scene, I don't know how many times, trying to figure out who the fuck that guy was. And I was like, I give yeah. up. Um. So Ramsey tells them like God's eye. She like gave it to a friend to hold. So they go to 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 uh, Abu, Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, which like I don't know. Like I, you're 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 a big camera guy, camera work guy. Like you, you're very much into to cinematography and everything like that. Can you tell me if there's like a special rig that they set the camera up at ass level for? Is it like the Michael Bay special rig or something? Like yeah, that? he actually has a patent on it. Um, I I thought he might. You know, a lot of famous people have patents. Recently, found out that uh, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen had a patent on a specific. Have you seen that picture that was floating around? The day maybe uh, Eddie Van Halen died. They, it was like he has a patent on a special rig that he used during concerts, and the patent picture oh. had a picture of Eddie Van Halen playing guitar. It was very That's great. Awesome. I have to send it to you. And of course, James Cameron has a patent on the uh, on the Steadicam gun they use in Aliens. And so James, or not James Cameron, Michael Bay would probably let them his ass camera. He's got the ass rig. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, that's probably the one thing about these, like, movies that doesn't continually age well. Yeah. Is just the gratuitous ass shots. I'm, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, I know, but, like, 
it is Excuse uh, me. Uh, a holdover from the more t- uh, testosterone-filled days I, of the fast movie. I think it feels like uh, like we still have to we still have to pander to our twelve-year-old fan base. Yeah, like not like twelve years old, like from twelve years ago. Like no, they're twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want to pander to a twelve-year-old fan base, just I don't know. Reference. Uh, I painted myself in a corner here. What PUBG? Who? It's a game. Oh, have somebody do a TikTok dance or something. A TikTok dance. There you go. Um, so they go to Abu Dhabi, talk to the friend. Friend sold the God's Eye. He didn't. Granted, he didn't know it was God's Eye, but it was also not his to sell. But what? So she put God's eye inside of like a hard drive or some shit? Like what did she something like that, yeah. Like who sells a hard drive like that to a guy who puts it in the car? Who sells shit that isn't theirs, man? It's true. Maybe he just needed money. He didn't. It's just a shitty friend. Yes, absolutely. That that like really pissed me off. That sh- that she wasn't pissed off. Yeah. Where are we at now in my notes? I'm trying to find. Uh, well, they go to the party because they yeah. got to get the the hard drive that's in the the fucking supercar. Um, Which this was this also was another... a sequence they featured heavily in the trailer. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, which I uh, so small things. Boy, I loved seeing them all dressed up. Yeah, that was real nice. Yeah, it was nice. And uh, another deleted scene was them just kind of like all like one at a time, like coming out and, and seeing each other all dressed. Oh, up. Oh, that would have been like fun. That, and, like. Giving each other shit or like, you know, oh, dang, you clean up well. Yeah. And, and Michelle Rodriguez has a like a down the stairs moment, which is great. Hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, she's up like the, the camera like pans from like from the bottom of the stairs up and she's at the top of them walking down. And it's like a really great moment. It was like a really short scene and it really made me kind of sad that they didn't leave it in there. It's a char- like, it, was, it, was great. it was a character moment. Yeah. Character moments yeah. are always great to have in movies. But again, another another scene that kind of exemplified the fact that they were kind of leaning on more of a Letty yeah. story in this in this movie. Yeah. Um, but also with this like this party, it one party's crazy. Uh how many times over under over under seven times, how many times is Dom getting mistaken for Pitbull at this party? Um, Because it's 100% a party that you would find Pitbull at. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say at least nine... like At least 10 10 or 11 good double takes. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, somebody's walking... It's like, did Pitbull shave? No, like, at one point, somebody holds up their sunglasses, like, cleaning them. And, like, somebody's eyes happen to catch the sunglasses line up with Dom's head. So he looks like Pitbull with sunglasses on. And then, like, the yeah. person moves the glasses down, and then they see him head on. They're like, no, that's not him. Who is this guy? <laughs> this would have been a good scene to have Ludacris show up at. So, in another... Oh, actual Ludacris. So, like, they're all... Yes. They're at this park because T-Pain's there. I don't know if I don't know if because I don't know if Ludacris and T Pain have ever hung out with each other or whatever, but it, let's just uh, they may have collaborated. Let's just say in this universe they did. So T Pain's at this party, obviously not playing T Pain, but like Ludacris shows up and Roman sees him and then gets pissed off that Ted is not down in the server room. 
He's like, what the hell are you doing up here? And then there's that whole situation. What I'm saying is they just need to steal from Ocean's 12 and improve on it. <laughs> uh, Ludacris and T-Pain uh, collaborated for one more drink. There we go, everybody. Uh, and that's not to, to mention, like, all, all this time we talk about, you know, Tedge and Ludacris being in the same universe. Like, Tyrese is a, is a recording artist all on his own. Yeah, I don't think any of his songs have been played on the radio well, in the movie before. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, I just want to give him his due. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrese... <laughs> yeah, he's he's a musician. <laughs> we could say that much. I'm not I'm not like say that trying to talk shit. I'm just saying, yeah, he's also a musician. But like, I'm just saying, I've I've seen Tyrese as an actor more than I've seen him listen to his music. That's also true. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was the last time Tyrese came out with an album? It's probably been well. I don't know. I feel like albums nowadays just like come out and you don't. It could be an artist you love and you don't find out until like two years later. Yeah. Unless, of course, you subscribe to them on Spotify, then they let you know. Anyway. Um, yeah, this party, that party was crazy. Uh, last album Tyrese re- released was uh, 2015. Oh, so around this time. Yeah. I wonder when the last time Ludacris released an album. These are all questions we could answer off the podcast, but we're going to do it on air and burn more time. We're already at an hour uh, and a half. Tyrese has uh, an album called Identity Thefts uh, scheduled to come out to be announced, but he's got one on the oh, way. Okay, cool. Uh, Jasmine's birthday. That was a good bit. Good bit. Because like, he's just like, why are you here? And it was like... You're here to do what you do best, and that is use his mouth. <laughs> Which I don't think he's done that since Fast Five. Um, yeah, been the mouth of the because uh, it goes back to like everybody in this crew has their specialty, <laughs> and that's definitely his. Ludacris's last album was March thirty first, twenty fifteen. It was called Ludiversal. Ooh, that's a good title. Uh, and he also has a to-be-announced uh, album that's supposed to come out sometime this year. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, so, cut to Dom lifting a fucking car. Nothing sadder than locking a beast in a cage. He just casually lifts that car. And I love, oh, such a great fucking Paul Walker moment. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically a Paul Walker moment, just like fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> That was not Brian. That was Paul Walker as himself fucking with yeah. Dominic Toretto. Not Vin Diesel. Oh, that just warmed my heart. And then. Go Let's ahead. talk about Ronda Rousey. And then comes that notorious turf Ronda Rousey. <sighs> okay. I understand. Acting for the first time. But don't make that person speak another language. Or maybe you do. Because <laughs> she spoke in English and I was like, okay, it's probably her first movie. And then they had her speaking um, in another language. And I was just like, no, why do they do this to her? But I will say I enjoyed that fight scene a lot more than the one from Furious 6 in the subway. I 
can't give you an unbiased answer here. Uh, I just really don't like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I had to deal with her for a, over a year plus in WWE. Yeah. And she was awful there. Uh, I'm just trying to look up I'm try- when the Entourage movie came out. Oh, no. It was 2015 as well. So, you know, it was the summer of Ronda. Yeah. Release date June 3rd. So, you're right. That was her first movie. I haven't thought about Ronda Rousey since this movie came out. Yeah, well, good for you. <laughs> she sucks. She can't act. Uh, she can't fucking fight. She sucks. I really don't like Ronda Rousey. An official statement from Rip Camelucci. He does not like Ronda Rousey. Me, I yeah. don't give a shit about her. So you could say I don't like her either. Yeah. So I'm so I'm gonna if we are gonna compare the two fights together, this fight and the subway fight, I'm gonna go with the subway fight. I think I like this one more because the location. I think that's what it is. It's a nice location. I'll give you that. Because uh and it's not as compact. It's wide it's wider. You get claustrophobic? No, it's like uh I just I'm gonna compare it to James Bond again. It's like uh it's like whenever James Bond fights Dwayne Johnson's granddad, fun fact, Sean Connery in You Only Live Twice fights Dwayne Johnson's grandfather. High Chief Peter Maivea? I believe so. He he plays a henchman in the most racist James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice. But uh, there's also a a, a train um, train car fight in from Russia with Love between Sean Connery and Robert Shaw that I would that's what I was comparing the subway fight to was that mm-hmm. and then I compared this fight to the You Only Live Twice fight and I'm gonna say James Bond did it better with the close quarters one Furious Seven did it better with the open space one that has been Bond talk with Nick Lathan insert Thanks. music here. Uh, but yeah, Dwayne Johnson's yeah, but yeah, Dwayne Johnson's granddad is in um, a James Bond movie as a henchman that fights Sean Connery. Nice. Um, what's my next note? Kurt Russell's cool. That's an evergreen note. Oh, Tidge with the moves. <clears throat> Hell yeah, that was dope. that was a great moment. So we know what he's been doing between six and seven. He's been he's been getting fighting lessons. He's been taking up those uh, free uh, Muay Thai lessons at Tej Tech. <laughs> Tej Tech. Uh, on, the, on the campus. We need to make Tej Tech shirts. I need to design a logo. You said that last time. I did? Oh, I I'm ready. I'm ready to put them in the, the arcade apparel shop, man. We need to, we need to uh, see if we can somehow, yeah, work a, work a copyright thing. Get, get somehow, we can do it. I know what it looks like. It's, it looks like the Cyberdyne Systems logo, except it says Tej Tech. Anyway. Uh, 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 what's the little tagline? Tej Tech. What's your fantasy? Ooh, I like that. So, time to unleash the beast. Driving the car around. Okay, Deckard Shaw shows up at exactly when you expect him to show up. Which is probably my main complaint of this movie. What? It's precision, man. <laughs> I guess. 
He gets them when they're already busy, yeah. which is why you expect them to show up there. But like, they're preoccupied. They're trying to do shit. He's like, I know they're. I know this is gonna bug them. What a! I feel like there's a a movie or something that like they know that somebody's gonna show up when they do a specific thing, so they do that specific thing just so that person should show up. So that's why the 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 fast family should have just like started doing something like a fake heist or something and Decker Shaw yeah. would have shown up and that would have been the perfect trap. They didn't need God's eye. They could have just faked a bank heist and Decker Shaw would have showed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of like, it's, that sounds like its own movie to be perfectly honest. Cause like, that's, that's a perfect like climax, like fake something. But, yeah. To, to draw them out. Yeah. That would have been great. But also like the stakes of that would have to be so insanely large for whatever it is. <clears throat> so like it, maybe they use it for like a like a spinoff movie or something. Uh, talk about for the uh, Ted and Roman movie we're gonna write. Sounds good to me. All right, let's let's do that. Listener, erase your Same memories. Erase your memories. We're not gonna use that in the next movie that we're writing. Sidebar, Rich. We're definitely gonna put that in the movie. Okay, on to driving the car out of the building. Very dope. Listen, Nick. Cars don't fly. They, they don't. This, okay, first of all, this sequence is very, this part is very, very cool. It reminded me of the Vice City Mission G Spotlight when you have to drive the uh, the motorcycle from building to building to, like, light for some reason to, like, project something on the side of a building. And um, this is the part, first time I watched that, I didn't really notice it, but I had a vague, like, maybe. But this is when you start to really notice the CGI work with Paul Walker's brother playing Brian. Mm. Did you notice that this time around? No. Full on CG head for Brian. Like there's really? there's certain angles that it just looks it doesn't look natural. Like it's like nobody's head could move that way. Anyway, that's this is I also to be fair, uh, I watched this movie in my room cuz I was sick. Uh-huh. Um and the TV in my room's like Pretty shitty. So the picture wasn't great. Okay. But yeah, this was uh this is only one of the like few times in which I noticed it. They did a phenomenal job with the CGI. Cause of course they use Paul Walker's brother as a body double. Yeah. And use CGI and also footage from other films to fill in Paul Walker's performance. Uh my buddy Eric Voss, uh, who does videos for New Rock Stars, actually did a really, really good video on like how exactly they went about doing that. Oh. Uh, like right after this movie came out, so go check that out as well. I may have to do that, but yeah, they. Um, I, I pretty much know how they did it, but <laughs> yeah, just from all the v- more so for the for the yeah from the VFX yeah. stuff I've done, but they. This is the only this scene, and immediately afterwards, whenever Brian's holding up the flash drive or whatever it is, those are the only two parts of the movie that it's like, wow, that is CGI. <laughs> There's other shots that I noticed that it was, but we can we can get to that later in the movie. But uh, yeah, the whole driving the car and the brakes not working, that is chef's kiss that was, I mean I don't know I thought that was supposed to be like a really high end expensive car and your brakes are just gonna go out after jumping the car from one building to another like <laughs> I don't know dude seems pretty overpriced and overrated that's, a, that's about 2.6 million dollars more than you should have paid for it yeah 
Like, that's a pretty shitty car. Like, if you imagine if they paid two point eight million dollars, would they have gotten better brakes? I hope so. I, I fucking hope so. Or maybe the penguin took over, and that's why the brakes failed. <laughs> God damn it. Um, where we got? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I just saw one of my notes, and it made me laugh out loud. Obviously. Uh, so then they get the thing back and then find me Shaw in which it would have been great if it was, uh, uh, Dom just talking into an iPad going, find me Shaw. Like he didn't really understand technology. <laughs> serious. Hmm? Like he doesn't understand technology. He's just like, find me Shaw. Find me Shaw. <laughs> and Siri just pulls up a picture of, of Robert Shaw. Yeah. Or Hector Shaw. Or Hector Shaw. <laughs> Owen Shaw. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, fun bit with with Roman there. Can I check my email? That was fun. Yeah, yeah the find me Shaw thing. Then I wrote, just wait and he'll show up. That's what I wrote. Like, just wait around. He's, he's <laughs> gonna show up eventually. And then my next note is Kurt Russell's so cool. <laughs> he just is. I mean, yeah. Evergreen tweet, man. So they get they they <laughs> find Shaw at a. Uh, at a, a workerless factory in the middle of the desert, uh, so they go all the way out. There. My, yeah, my note, my note for that is my man eating. That's all it says. My man eating. Who who made that meal? Like, if it's workerless, I'm assuming there's no break room. There's no kitchen. Like, did he get this? Like, did he get this ordered on Grubhub or something? That, that's an expensive Grubhub delivery. It's an well, you know, he's obviously got many resources. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Healthy Choice makes some pretty good meals. Like, you you know, heat them up for like four minutes or something like that. Yeah, it comes with a small little container. Yeah, so maybe that's what he's eating. He just fancied it up by putting it on a plate. (laughs) It's like when you order Chinese food, but then you put it on a plate when it gets there. (laughs) It's like, well, I want to feel like I'm doing some effort here. Yeah. Anyway, this whole bullshit. And then he teams up. It turns out he teams up with what's this other guy's name? I always forget. Don't know. He's like the other villain in the movie, and yeah, it's definitely like the one weak spot. And I feel bad for Jamin Hansu because like he he's also kind of like a weak villain in the Marvels movies as yeah. well. Which there was a part uh, earlier in the movie where he says, "What is your name?" And I just wanted to do intercut with uh, Chris Pratt going Star Lord. Because it's basically the same, like, situation he finds himself in. <laughs> so, listener, edit that together of him from this movie going, what is your name? And then cutting to Guardians of the Galaxy, where he goes, Star-Lord. Oh, man. But, yeah, he's, I don't know. I guess he's there mainly to give everybody else something to do while Dom's having a street fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it moves like the God's Eye pl- plot forward, yeah. which, you know, does carry over to, you know, the next movie, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it serves a purpose, but also just, like, not super, not just not a super strong villain. Yeah. Uh, uh, good, good clothes, though. Good villain clothes. Like, when he gets out of the, the car, when they got Dom cornered. After he's he got he has Ramsey in the car back in the mountain chase, yeah. uh, like that's a good fit. That's a good look. Like if there were like a, a stitch fix 
for like villain clothes. Like I, I don't know. I'd maybe like subscribe for a boxer tail. <laughs> Hi, yes. Can I? Uh, thank you for signing up with villain clothes. <laughs> That's a it's a subsidiary of of Tech. Uh, yeah. So. The whole plan after that goes awry and Mr. Nobody gets shot, and, but goddamn, he's so fucking cool. He winks! Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, because again, he fucking knows what's going to happen. He knows. He knew he was going to get shot. He knows there's a Lazarus pit. He knows there's a Lazarus pit. That's where the helicopter was taking him. There's no medical. There's no medical in that helicopter. It's a fucking Lazarus pit. I'm telling you. Uh. <laughs> So they hatch the plan to to just fucking play hot potato with Ramsey in L.A. I want to talk about this opening shot in L.A. When they go back to L.A., it is the same shot as when we first meet Brian in the first movie. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the La La Land shot. That's not the La La Land shot. No, no, no. When they're all on, like, looking at the the... L.A. skyline. When they're at the railing, that is where yeah. that's where Brian, when he's uh, at Dodger Stadium doing his little tricks in the first movie. Uh, whenever he stops and parks, and there's that shot of the city. That's where they shot it. So they replicated. Didn't they also do some La La Land shots there? No, La La Land's in the hills. Like, oh yeah, it's a different place. Well, I'm sorry, I got my L.A. Uh, you know, geography all mixed up. I'm just trying to say it was a callback to the first film when we first met Brian. That's very nice, and I like that. Thank you for pointing that out. I thought I was going to make a, a, a Brian Gosling quip. Well, you're not, okay? Thank you. Anyway, we cut to the bridge from Drive. <laughs> uh. Uh, there's a fun background line uh, towards the end of that scene. Where I think it was just Tez just tells Ramsey, girl, you the potato. <laughs> Which is out of context. That's just funny. This is another scene that I feel like was shot with Paul Walker's brother as the body double. Because yeah. Brian's head kind of looks different. And there's a there's minimum uh whenever he start he's whenever he says a line, he says maybe two words and they cut to somebody else, and then the line finishes. So I think that was a creative way to shoot around the body double. Yeah. I'm going to keep pointing this out because I never noticed this the first time I watched this movie, but like just this time I happened to catch it. That's it. That's the second time I noticed. Anyway, let's go on with the movie. So Dom gets the charger out Mm -hmm. and First of all, unscathed in the explosion. Yeah, that shed untouched. House gone. Like, it's a crater. But, like, shed perfectly fine. Even the driveway's fine, which is what cracked me up. <laughs> it was almost as if they didn't actually blow it up. Lazarus Pit. Um. <coughs> oh, this is a cool sequence because it's got, like, a little montage of, like, Dom suiting up. Uh, Hector Shaw putting his bandage on with his first yeah, aid kit. This is a very, very cool Brian putting on his FBI gear. Which, he didn't have to turn that in. I guess he ran, so of course he didn't turn it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like whenever, it's like, Brian, you can re-enter the country, but you gotta get back to the FBI stuff. Back. You gotta get back to the FBI stuff that you stole. He's like, what FBI stuff? <laughs> 
It's in the trunk of his Subaru. I like that a lot. Oh, man. What's my next note? Mine is... So they start <clears throat> with the uh, keep away. Yeah. And while they're trying to hack into God's eye. Uh, and they did something that I really appreciated uh, during all of this. Uh, I, I forget who it was. It may have been Paul Walker that like drove by just like a patrol cop car. Uh, to which I just, my note is LOL cops. <laughs> uh, one, because just in general. Uh, two, uh, I feel like this was a great answer to like every action movie criticism of like, well, where were the cops? Cop, there were no cops anyway. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's like, no, let's say the cops would have responded. They would have been demolished like they were. I mean, yeah, at like, least two cop cars now, blow now up. That said, uh-huh. Now that said, now that we know how incredibly militarized the police are. Maybe they would have actually, you know, except the, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, they're not just uh, uh, unarmed protesters, so they wouldn't have done shit. Yeah. I fi- oh, I'm sorry to get political up in this motherfucker. It's all of that, or like they were too chicken shit. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, is they're too chicken shit. Yeah. Either that, or they, um, they took, it took, it took them way too long to come up with a plan of attack. And then by the time they finally came up with a quote unquote decent plan, all the shit was over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I loved Roman's LTD. Uh, it's nice to see like an old classic, like boxy ass car. Like yeah, that. that was great. I think my next note is just send in the predator. And then I wrote cut to scene from predator Two. <laughs> Why predator two? Huh? Why predator two? Because predator two takes place in LA. <laughs> oh, I've I've only seen one Predator movie, and it was the last one that came out. Uh, Predator 2 takes place in the future of 1996. Uh, <laughs> I think the movie so came out in... Established Predator. It came out in 1990. And so they flashed... The, it takes place six years in the future, and L.A.'s a war zone. Y'all, you gotta overshoot your future movies. It's like Demolition Man takes place, like the beginning of it takes place in 1997, and then it takes place in 2077, I think. Anyway, the 1997 bit um, really cracks me up, because L.A. is also a war zone in that future. (laughs) There's all these action movies in the 90s just having like, we're going to have our movies take place six years in the future, and it's going to be a hellhole. Which they should have had it take place 20 years in the future, and they would have been accurate. Um, well, if some place is going to hell, if it's a war zone, which this absolutely is, if I'm a, if I'm a resident of LA, I'm so fucking pissed off that all of this is happening. Are you talking about the Furious Seven stuff? Yeah. Demolition Man takes place in 2032. <clears throat> yeah, that's not far enough out. Yeah, that's the future where they say uh, "be well" and then he has the quip. You gotta be fucked. you gotta go like at least like 300 years in the future. Or pull a Blade Runner, twenty forty nine. All right, enough fucking beating around the the bush that's covering the rock. He's straight up in his hospital room, watching an old University of Miami game, in which he 
makes a sack end. And we conveniently see that moment. Number 94. Which, did you know that uh, The Rock has got a, a, sh- uh, a, a show on NBC in development of just about his life? Yeah, I knew about that. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> Look. He sees shit going down. He sees that, that tower collapse. Mm-hmm. Get shot down. The motherfucker flexes out of his goddamned cast. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything else in the world. That is... But I'm pretty sure I stood up out of my seat in the theater when I first saw that. Daddy's gotta go to work. Daddy's gotta go to work. Let me flex out of the... Flex out of this cast! Listen, I say it's rock o'clock for a reason. And that that is when... The damn Big Ben chimed for it being rock o'clock. People try and, like, whenever I tell them that Furious 7 is my favorite in the series, Mm -hmm. people try and, like, clap back at me. It was like, yeah, no, it wasn't this and that. It's like, one, it's it's a dope war film, basically, at the end. It's a fucking full-on war. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two, The Rock flexes out of his cast. Yeah. The man flexes. Out of his cast. Yeah. Like, how is that not, uh, like, not not automatically make that everybody's favorite of the, of the series? And, like, people forget about it. Before that happens, there's a moment that I really like that Brian does when he's playing. They're playing Hot Potato with Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, lowers the car a little bit. And Ramsey asks him what he's doing. He said, yes. going old school. And he drives up under the trailer, like, in the first movie. Yeah. God, it's so that good. Was shit. That's some shit that we would have put in the Google Doc. Yes, that is some shit we would have put in the Google Doc. It was so good. So good. And then passing <clears throat> Ramsey from his car to Roman and Ted's car, that whole switch-off thing was really cool with the turn. Very, very dope. Well choreographed. Yeah. Looked very cool. Uh, the second fight with Paul Walker and Tony Jaw was fucking sick. This is another instance in which I thought they used a body double because they use a lot of darkness. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe. That was a good sequence. The, it was still dope as It time. was great. And like uh, Brian going full Max Payne while fl- like sliding across the thing on the cart. Yeah. Like that actually does happen in Max Payne 3. <laughs> like he's on a cart sliding by, like shooting people like that. And it was awesome. Yeah. And then. And uh, you get the two slow call back. Yes, that was very good. Which he reacted very slow. Like he was about to throw the thing on top of his head. And yeah. if I had noticed like I was about to die, I'd have been like, Well, first thing I'm doing is revenge. And like Yeah. But Tony Jaw said, Nope, I ain't doing that. He he uh he gave a little uh Looney Tunes reaction yeah. to it. Which I but 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 there is a uh <laughs> I th- I had this thought whenever the uh, driver of the bus fell out of the bus at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he could have used it for this moment. Uh, the classic goofy. Yeah. Like we could have <laughs> used that in either one of those instances. <laughs> <laughs> we should be on the Google doc adding sound effects that we'd like. Cause like, can we license this sound from Disney adding cartoon, <laughs> cartoon gags? Oh man. They, it's like fucking fast furious meets Tex Avery. Oh yeah, the uh the part 
with the with Hobbs, I really liked was uh, "Give Me Three for the Road" with his daughter. That was, that was a good moment. Uh, I liked him stealing an ambulance. Uh, I liked him. What? <laughs> My notes just says Hobbs, like for that moment. <laughs> When he takes uh, down I the like drone, him taking down the predator drone, yeah. and then utilizing the uh, gun that I'm pretty sure would not have an actual trigger on it, so I don't know how he's actually using the gun. That sequence is great. Like Dwayne Johnson in this movie, everything he does is amazing, and like it's it's such an absolute fucking heat check to where it's just like, oh yeah, I also got to do San Andreas as well this year. All right, we can get you in the front. What do you want to do? Uh, you're going to have a fight with uh, Jason Statham. It's like, all right, well, I got to do rock bottom. Uh, and then, you know, yeah. uh, throw me six floor, six stories out of a building to, like, write me out of the, the yeah. middle of the movie. And then what do you what, give us a checklist of things you want to do when you come back? I want to flex out of a cat. <laughs> I want to. F- I want to eat pills. <clears throat> I want to drive an ambulance off a bridge. He, he does a T one thousand with that ambulance. Like yes, he does. Yeah, like I, I just yeah, I just wrote uh, Hobbs fucking shit up with an ambulance, and then Letty says, "I thought you were going to send the cavalry, woman. I am the cavalry. I am the cavalry." Oh. <laughs> it's like they really just kind of let him. They they gave they sent him the link to the Google Doc <laughs> for that part of the movie, and just like, look, we need these things to happen. Where it's blank, go nuts. What was funny is that I, I watched the end credits. I don't know if you watched the end credits, but in the end credits it says Dwayne Johnson, and then after the side it says himself. It doesn't say Dwayne Johnson was Hobbs is played by Dwayne Johnson. It just says Dwayne Johnson himself. Well, it actually says uh, number 94 Dwayne Johnson himself. <laughs> Make sure you Defense got a reference and, that. Uh, University of Miami. Uh all right, so we we danced around this a little bit, but the second chicken with Shaw and then the street yeah. fight afterwards. First of all, I forget that the car does a wheelie every time they do that, and I freak yes. the fuck out every time. Just like in the first movie. Ugh, callbacks are so good. <clears throat> he does that, lands on top of Shaw's car, Shoot. and shoots into it. Like, what an amazing, like... Way to start a fight. Oh my god. Fuck. You thought <laughs> you thought this was gonna be a street fight. You're goddamn right it is. Uh when I first The lines in that are amazing. Those two bald fucks going at it was excellent. What a wonderful fight. Vin Diesel throws Jason Statham twelve feet. <laughs> the I, I wanna talk about a weird moment for me when I saw this. Cause Don pulls out the big ass wrench and the sledgehammer. And then Shaw pulls something off of his car. When I first saw this movie, I'm like, why is he using his windshield wipers as a weapon? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're just probably just chunks of metal that are like attached like that. That's the car. Yeah. But like, I thought they were the scraps, <laughs> but that's very funny. They look like windshield wipers to me, which <laughs> I don't think the steel on that car, it probably wasn't even steel, first of all, but that would not have been good enough against a sledgehammer and a huge ass wrench. You know, man, fucking everything was out the window at that point. Oh. <clears throat> the the parking structure gets a missile shot at it, uh. and then Dom Dunn stomps the yard. 
I'm surprised he didn't. It didn't turn into an Under Armour commercial in which he started yelling, "We must protect this house." <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, man. Dwayne's got a, 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 an endorsement deal with that. Yeah, but the part that kind of his line, I don't. It, it makes no sense to me. The thing about street fights, the street always wins. Oh yeah, no that that's just <laughs> that's one hundred percent a thing you say in the moment because you think it sounds cool. That is all that that is. You know what they need like, to do. <laughs> they should have brought that back up in Fate of the Furious, in which Deckard Shaw made fun of him for saying that because Deckard Shaw was the only person so, that heard him say it. So, Dom. <laughs> What did you mean by the street always wins? You know, it's just something you say in the moment. <clears throat> right. No, I, we all said things. But, like, how did you... The street... That structure is rubble now. Oh, uh, uh, not, nothing. Um, Somebody kidnapped my son. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, so... <clears throat> As we record right now, uh, we the, the day before was uh, game four of the NBA Finals, <clears throat> in which um, Tyler Hero is the youngest player to start uh, in the NBA Finals in Finals history. How old is he? Uh, he's twenty. He's twenty years old. Oh, okay. He's very very good. Uh, and one of the commentators, uh, Mark Jackson, after Hero made a, a very good play. Uh, was a hero, not just a sandwich anymore. (laughs) (laughs) To which the entire internet collectively went, hold on, what'd you just say? That is... (laughs) So that's like another, that's like a real life example of one of those moments where it's just like, you thought that was going to be pretty cool sounding coming out of your mouth. And it's like, no, dude. Like, even watching it here, uh, and Charlie was here, and we're just watching on my shitty bed, and on my shitty TV, and I'm, like, just pacing around because the game's so close. And I hear it, and I'm like, that was dumb as hell. I hate these commentators. And then I move on. And even Charlie was just like, did he just say... <laughs> Hero's not a sand, not just a sandwich anymore. That is, yeah. Well, I'm gonna give it to the Fast Saga, and for writing that, you know, Chris Morgan for writing that line because it makes Dom a realistic character now. It really does kind of bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, did we talk about Brian and Tony Jaw riding that door? No, that was. But I mean, we talked about that whole fight, but in general, but yeah, specifically, that was. Of the, I for a second for a second because we keep talking about all these uh, references to like all these LA action movies and stuff and for a second with every like flight that the door would like catch some air uh-huh. on and Tony Jaw's head would come very very close uh, to hitting the ceiling uh-huh. I thought there was going to be a, a, like a speed moment where Paul Walker was just going to like push him up and just his head was just going to be taken off by the ceiling. And then Brian, of course, says, yeah, well, I'm taller. Yeah, well, I'm taller. That line is, that's another line in an action movie that sounds cool at the time, but it's actually not that cool. No, exactly. <laughs> because that makes no fucking sense. Like, him being taller does not prevent his yeah. head 
from getting not getting knocked off. Like it doesn't make any sense, Keanu Reeves. Well, I don't even think it's like a, a, a specific enough response to whatever it is that Dennis Hopper says before. I don't think Dennis Hopper ever said anything about height. <laughs> I think you're right. His main thing was calling calling Sandra Bullock Wildcat, saying pop quiz hotshot as a reference to Jeff Daniels, and then, you know, using his bad hand to hold his phone up to his good ear, yeah. in which he could have just used his good hand to hold up the phone to his good ear. But that's a character choice for Dennis Hopper. It, you know... And he's gonna make Hey man. Okay. That is my shitty Dennis Hopper impression. Damn. Hobbs and that damn minigun. <clears throat> These are where my notes start dwindling just because I'm getting caught up in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. This this like and, and, and we're 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 basically at the end. Yeah, this end the ending of this movie is perfect. Like I wouldn't change a damn maybe that line, but I wouldn't change a damn thing. So, uh, Dom jumps the car. He grabs the grenades from Shaw's car. Jumps the car to Jaman Hansu's helicopter. Attaches the grenades. Hobbs, with cyborg sight, I'm just saying it now, Sees the grenades up there. He also double tapped the drone as well, which he, he didn't double tap it. He triple tapped it, but the guy reported it as his double Yeah, tap. he double tapped the drone. That was funny. Um, blows up the helicopter. I will say he misses two times before he gets a third time. Hey, you know. Which listeners of this podcast from season one, which we covered the Halloween series, would know. If that was Jamie Lee Curtis, she would have hit it on the first try. <laughs> oh man she, uh, This is something That has Because this is a, We're recording this Around the Halloween season And got me thinking About Halloween Um Little sidetrack To the Halloween movies Real quick So H2O Is a sequel To the Halloween 2 Okay And so is Halloween 4 In those movies Michael Myers Should have been Walking around With no eyes well, <laughs> anyway, I, if anything, I would like to know how you think Michael would stack up uh, in Dom's crew as a driver. That's a damn good question. First of all, I'm shocked we haven't broached this before uh, in Fast Five when they're trying to beat the security <laughs> camera. Michael would have beat that security camera. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and he would have been blasted. That's like. That's like his thing. Yeah. He would, of course, been blasting the song Ain't Living Long Like This by Waylon Jennings as he was doing it. Because you know he's got to have his road tunes. Listener of this podcast, go back to season one in which we talk about all about Michael Myers driving. And we even, I think I even made a playlist of what he listens to while he drives. <laughs> oh, man. So, they do the thing that all these movies always do. Dom might be dead. <laughs> Which we know he ain't dead. And then we have the realization that he and Letty have been married. Or she realizes it, and we realize it. 
and then my head explodes, and then immediately says, oh, they could have done this better. <clears throat> well, and they kind of did do it better in the deleted scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, like, is kind of a blemish on the movie now for me, if I'm being perfectly yeah. honest. It's not, it doesn't move it out of my top spot, no. <clears throat> but it's, uh, it is quite the, the, the deus ex machina, uh, of just like, eh, it all just came back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm not going to lie when, when, when she does say, I remember everything. I remember it all. I cried. You did. I cried. At that at that moment, it wasn't like heavy or anything like yeah. that. But like you know, you know, a couple tears rolled. I'll just say that I rolled a few. I um, yeah, I was like, that's awesome that they're married. But it also brought up a question: When did they get married? Uh, that is also uh, in the deleted scenes. Was it uh, at the beginning of Fast and Furious? Yes, it was. Good. That's what I thought it would be. Because he gives her that necklace. Yep. Um, that is actually, he didn't have a ring, and so that's what he used. Good to know. That's, and then they made the fuck out in front of that <laughs> in front of that priest. <laughs> Well, they didn't have a kayak. They couldn't have made out on a kayak. <laughs> Excuse me, Father. We didn't have a kayak. Um. All right. So let's get to the end. This Paul Walker tribute made me cry. Dude, every time I watch this, I sob harder and harder. It, it, it was good. It was... Well, uh, it was such when, a, when specifically did it get you? Um, I think when he pulls up at the red light, when he pulls up at the stop yes. sign, that's when it happens. I, I specifically like I was already because yeah, you know what's happening. Yeah. And so like when when Rome and Tej are like looking off at at you know Brian and Jack and Mia playing in the the water and stuff. Jack, like that. who's that's of course when it starts, like you start, there's like some dust in the room. That's when you realize that Jack is and of then, course eight years older than he, when he was at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Jack has a beard. Jack has the Jack disease from the film Jack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. If it makes it work, then let's go. Let's use it. He's he's gonna be <laughs> yeah. a fifty year old man in high school in uh, what elementary school. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, but specifically at the line, you think you can leave without saying goodbye? Oh. Uh, I was just fucking done. I was done. That was good. That the mixture of the song they used was perfect. Oh, uh, uh, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa should have absolutely been nominated, if not won and off. Yeah. For Best Original It was song. so good. Uh, it was it was perfect. And then the the montage... The oh god, it's just it's a fucking assault on your emotions. Oh, that reminds me earlier in the movie. I noticed this this time, I didn't notice it the other time I watched this movie. But when he, uh, when Don was talking to Mia, he, he still refers to Brian as the Buster, which I <laughs> yeah. love that moment. That's great. I mean, it's just like 
this that it, like it was such a good tribute to Paul Walker because it just that's pretty much we found out about him through Fast and Furious and then like he left us unfortunately while making a Fast and Furious movie and like it just encapsulates I can't even fucking say it encapsulates his whole career and just shows how he's yeah I'm just thinking about like during that part I was thinking about how great he was in Furious Six mm-hmm. like God he was so good in that movie. And, like, he's amazing in this movie, too. But, like, unfortunately, we didn't see a full performance from him. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm back. So, like, even the tagline for this movie just tries to fucking tear you up inside. The the tagline being one crew, one last row. Yeah. I I think... I don't know how you feel about this, but I think this should have been the last one. I think it could have been the last one. Um, it absolutely could have been the last one. You know, uh, it's just there's no universe in which this ever would have been the last one, especially when it made the most money. Yeah. You know. Um, and like, I'm glad it's not because I really, really love Fate of the Furious as well. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's conflicting. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, I guess. But it's just literally every time I watch this movie, I cry harder and harder at the end. Um, other special features on this Blu-ray, since you don't watch them, I will tell you. They have the full music video for See You Again. I can't watch that. Which, Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I made a mistake. Um, they also have a featurette on the making of Fast and Furious Supercharged. I saw that, but that's the next episode, listener. So we're, we're going to talk about that next episode. Sorry. <laughs> ah, I love it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, this, I mean. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was boy most people didn't want to be there oh uh, man no spoilies so where do you rank the movies now oh boy <laughs> uh david letterman's style from bottom to top uh fast and furious tokyo drift and then, fuck, what did I have after that? The Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, I think I'm going to go Fast Five. No, sorry. Furious Six. Okay. Fast Five. Fast and Furious. Furious Seven. Wow. That's bold. I the more I think about it, the more I love Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. This is how I'm gonna wreck it, Letterman style. Seven. Tokyo Drift. Number six, The Fast and the Furious. Uh, number five and four, they're the same. They're on par. They're the same to me. Of course, Fast and Furious and Too Fast and Furious. And then I would rank 
Fast Six, or excuse me, Fast Five and Furious Six, the same bar to me. And then, of course, Furious Seven's at the top. Yeah, that's how it works for me. <laughs> You're just staring at me, Rich. Well, because I want to know uh, whether you thought this was a fast movie, movie or a furious movie. Listen, it's not about being fast this time. So it's furious because there's a lot of fighting and a lot of uh, guns. And so- that is correct. <laughs> there, there's, this was a full-on war movie yeah. <laughs> at the end. This is a furious movie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm still. I knew I would be bummed talking about this movie just because it was Paul Walker's last, and I'm still like thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. Well, based on our rankings, I think it's pretty clear: ten second car, ten minute car. Uh, this is a one second car. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is straight to the finish line with this. This car. is an ambulance flying off a bridge and taking out a <laughs> drone. That's what this is. Oh man. God, this movie's so good, and I don't know. There's also, we we didn't talk about that scene when they're on the plane going from Abu Dhabi to wherever the fuck, and and Vin and, or Dom and Brian have their, their life talk. Yeah, there's only one scene of that. Like, that's... There's only one scene, and that, that was also shot. This is one where I noticed that it stood out to me where it was shot like a little weird where they maybe had to like reshoot some stuff or whatever. Cause I, they like Dom and, and Brian were never in the same frame as each other. I didn't really notice that. And that like, not from like a CGI perspective, but just like the way it was shot, like they, they were never in the same frame or anything like that. Like it was just, I don't know. It was something was like odd about the way. Well, it, it was shot a lot like the scene from fast five where they're talking about their dads. It was shot a lot like that scene, so maybe they were trying to go for that thing, like maybe, maybe. echoing that. Because this movie has a lot of callbacks. Not enough, yeah. for my opinion. Ejecto Caro. Come on. Callbacko Joko. Yeah, which that reminds me. Vada Sicario, I think Mr. Nobody's uh, base is the same base that is featured in Sicario. Just throwing that out there. And El Segundo, California. Little Huel Hauser reference for everybody. Thanks, Huel. I'm looking at Steely Dan shirts right now. This <laughs> to let you know what I'm doing on my end. So does that mean we should wrap it up before we uh, meet and or exceed the length of the actual That day? and uh, we've already beat it. Um, but before I start crying. Um, yeah. This is such a great movie, and I don't know. I kind of don't want to go on, but I know we have to. We have to, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. Yeah. Like, again, Fate of the Furious is, I don't know. It's its really high up there for me, so I know I'm going to enjoy yeah. that. Um, and, you know, watching the playthrough of, what, all fucking five and a half hours of uh, Fast and Furious uh, Crossroads. We're not, no. Oh, fuck, we're not doing that. So, okay. <laughs> Next week's episode, or in two weeks, we're going to cover the Universal Ride. Fast, we're going to change it up a bit, and it's going to be all about Fast and Furious Supercharged. Isn't that, isn't that the name of it? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah we're covering that. And um, I'm excited about that because I love theme parks. And I know you do, too. I should have have experienced that ride by now, but, um, you know. We'll get into it. The world's bad. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me. I, why are we trying to end this on a depressing note? All right. Well, let's just let's get out of here. Man. All right. You got social media, all that shit. I'm Nick, Nick Lathan on everything. <laughs> I'm at Rich Cami on everything. Instagram, Whack Pack. Open up an old pack of trading cards every single day. We're raising money for good causes. I'll chew the old ass gum. It's gross, but good. Ugh. It's gross for good. Man, I recently got a uh, shirt from Fright Rags, and Fright Rags always sends uh, extreme sour warheads. Uh-huh. And nice. Just thinking about you eating that gum, maybe like seeing that reminded me of that. And I was like, oh, this is, I don't know what's worse, chewing old gum or this, probably this. Anyway. Oh, well, I could send you some gum if you want. No, I'm good. All right. So take us out on a quote rip. (sighs) I don't have friends. I got family. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.